if possible, I'm writing every day, even if it's just a couple paragraphs. I just, I, but I'm getting older. I'm starting to realize my mortality. I want to do what I can and be myself, be productive while I can. And so that's no longer options because it might be, it will be one day. So I want to take advantage of this talent, this opportunity while I have, while I can. So I write as much as I possibly can. That was from my conversation exploring the walk of life with freelance writer and novel author Contel Bradford. Contel has been writing for his entire life, whether it be for fun in his youth, for income as a freelance writer, or for art with his novels. Contel's novels are primarily in the hardcore urban fantasy or erotica genres. Contel talks about his passion for writing, how he goes about creating his work, and how he avoids writer's block. I've interviewed a variety of authors at this point, and Contel's commitment and enthusiasm for his craft is just delightful. I had a great conversation, and I'm really excited to share it with you. As always, thanks to Misha Zarens for the music in today's show. Welcome to the Walk Show Podcast, Contel Bradford. How are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, well, thank yeah. you so much for joining the show, Contel. Um, you are an author of a, a wide variety of books, actually, and then also a freelance writer. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And um, and your your books actually cover a wide range of, of topics. You've got some books that are more um, like hardcore urban fiction, and yep. then some that are more in the, the line of erotica, but then your freelance work isn't really tied to the books. That's like articles and things for other publications, right. correct? Totally different. Yeah. Two different yeah. worlds, actually. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. So um, I guess I guess we'll just start with how long, how long have you been writing? Well, I've been writing technically for ever since elementary school, man. I started writing stories for my own personal amusement. And after a while, it took me a long while before I decided I wanted to pursue it professionally. But it's something I've always done in my spare time as far as freelancing. I've been doing that since uh, 2007. So I'm getting up that's there awesome. in that profession as well. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So, you know, you said that you, you wrote as, a, you know, starting as, as, as a child. Yeah. Did you find yourself writing stories or did you did you ever mess with like poetry or anything like that or was it always primarily stories it was always stories like uh just to amuse myself i had a uh a short story series i wrote called chuck jones detective he was like a wrestling detective because i was a big <laughs> wrestling nerd back then yeah so he would solve little uh cases involving the wrestlers like sting would have his belt stolen by the four horsemen and he have to uh discover what happened to it and stuff like that so yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, and you're from the Detroit area, is that correct? Yes, I'm actually from Detroit, Michigan. And so is is writing a part of your, your family at all? Like, do your parents write? Or is anyone else in your family write? Or is that something that you just kind of stumbled into on it's your own? It's something I came up with on my own. My mom, she has a little bit experience because she was always kind of a nerd. But I'm like the only person in my family who took this particular path so 
It's one of the few things I do well, so I guess I was just meant to do it because I suck at almost everything else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I talk all the time. That's that's my thing. So I'm with you, man. Um, so you know, I, when I was looking on Amazon, and I don't even know if they have all of the books listed, um, but you have at least ten books. Is that right? That's correct. I actually have some books I did with a, a independent publisher. So those are kind of mixed in there. So, but on my own, I have around 10 books. Yes. That's pretty cool. So how do you, I mean, how do you produce that volume of work? I mean, I've talked to authors. I mean, I've, I've talked to authors who took years and years to complete a single book. And I don't mean to, to knock them at all for that. Obviously everyone has their own process, but mm -hmm. to produce over 10 books, plus all these different articles, uh, I guess what inspires you to, to, to be able to produce it at that volume? I'm just writing all the time, literally. And, uh, and a lot of these books are old. Like um, a lot of the books I've come with, come out with in recent years are old books that I pretty much rewrote from scratch that I, when I was selling books in the physical form, now I'm converting them into a digital format. So mm -hmm. they're new to the world, but they're old to me. So they're like books I wrote a long time ago. So that helps but like i said i'm always writing when i'm done with one project i'll jump right into another one or i will juggle multiple books at one time so i'm non-stop with it because i know i can't do it forever so while i have the mind to do it i want to write and be productive while i can yeah no that's awesome so i mean how did you i'm always interested you know i've talked to authors that write a variety of different fiction styles and i've talked to non-fiction authors but I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone that that would that's you know genre would be classified as that kind of hardcore urban fiction. So starting there, mm -hmm. how did you how did you kind of settle on that versus something more fantastical maybe? Well, it's something I uh, decided on later in life, honestly, because I started out when I was uh, writing for myself personally. I was doing like fantasy stuff, like elves and mutants and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Right. But as I grew up in this environment and I started going through these things that surrounded my environment. I figured since I'm more familiar with this stuff, it'll be more authentic if I could write this stuff in my story. So when I was around maybe 18, that's when I was really out here in this hood life. So I started to put my thoughts on paper and I just decided to go for it. Then I started seeing these kind of books out here because I wasn't really aware of them at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him out here. I'm like, if other authors can do it, then I might as well try my hand at it as well. So just felt yeah. natural at that point. Right, right. Yeah, honestly, I've been, I'm fascinated by, I, I don't know what else to, I don't know. I don't know the language to use, but realistic fiction, right? Like it's mm -hmm. fiction, but again, it's not fantasy or sci-fi or something like that. Right. Because to me, it's almost, and, and I'm not an author, so I'm guessing, but it, it almost seems like it's easier maybe to create a story about elves and stuff because you don't have to really be that correct, right? Because there's not really a lot of expectations about it. True. Whereas when you're writing about things that are so based in reality, there, there's just a lot more constraints almost. Do you ever think about that one right now? Or is that not, not yeah, playing? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, I just recently started trying to revisit the very first book that I wrote when I was like 14, 15. It was about these elves 
and now coming from writing about uh urban fiction and erotica for so long trying to go into that new genre i've been finding that very challenging so i understand where you're coming from but at the same time i'm experiencing the exact opposite so <laughs> because it, it is like lore established out here as far as sci-fi stuff it's not hard you know specific stuff but you still want to honor what's been established before you right. so i've been having a hard time trying to make sure i got all that so it makes sense to the sci-fi nerds and all that type of stuff so it's challenging in both respects, I imagine. So uh, this is a really, this is a potentially a very strange question, um, unless I'm right, <laughs> and, then it, and then it'll land well. One of the books that you have, uh, the title of it is Mr. Bill Collector. Mm-hmm. And I was curious if that title was in any way a reference to the song Mr. Bill Collector by Bone Thugs and Harmony from the East 1999 Eternal album. <laughs> It sort of is. Now, actually, (laughs) I didn't come up with that title until years later. This is one of my first stories I ever wrote, and it was named something else at first. So when I finally published it on Amazon, because it was like in paperback format for so many years, that's when I decided to call it Mr. Bill Collector. And then I actually wrote a reference in the story to that song, so it kind of fit together. Nice. Definitely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, I love love Bone Bone Thugs and and that album is probably my favorite album of theirs. So when I, yeah, well when I and when I saw that title, I was like, I've never seen that anywhere else. Now, obviously, you could come up with it too. So fair enough. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. just had to ask. <laughs> well, that's yep. super cool. So whenever you're writing, do do you do you find yourself developing? like characters that you want to then develop a story around or do you come up with stories and then try and find characters to plug into that story if that makes sense i normally come up with the story first and then i drop the characters in there i might have one or two characters that the story is built around but i generally come up with an idea a concept that i want to build and then i just go from there but yeah that's fascinating. I think I think most of the authors, and I don't know about all, but a lot of authors, I feel like, say that it's characters first, which, I mean, not that that's unreasonable, but mm-hmm. to me, it just seems like there has to be a time where you think of a story and then try and plug characters in. So that's interesting to hear that that's oh, yeah. more how it works for you. Yeah. So are you... Are, oh, <laughs> sorry, my dog. Um, so are you... Um, whenever you, you say you come up with a story, like, do you have kind of an outline of the whole thing in mind or do you have maybe the ending that you want and then work backwards from there like how does that how does that go i mostly have the outline everything outlined in my head pretty much and and then i'll just fill in fill in the blanks from there you know what i'm saying sometimes i'll write it out sometimes it's just all in my head and then lately with my last couple books i've just been writing and letting it flow from there i don't necessarily know where i'm going I'm just writing. I just let it come to me as I go. I don't necessarily recommend that, but it's worked out. I think it's worked out for my last few projects. I guess we'll see what other people think about it. So sure, sure. <laughs> so it all depends. It from one project to the next, it may vary, but I generally have a a little map in my head of where I want to go with it. Right, right. And so then, you know, do you find since you're kind of trying to find characters to plug into the story? Do you find that characters represent 
and maybe not one-to-one, but have elements of people from your personal or real life in them? Or are you trying to just create entirely <laughs> fictional characters? I do uh, borrow from real life. I'm definitely inspired by things around me, things I've been through, people I've had relationships with. So it's a little of both. I try not to make things too real because I don't want, you know, you just don't want to put too much real life into fiction. But sure. Like one of my books uh, called Thug's Passion is the main two characters are strongly based on me and my wife so yeah i take a lot from real life i'm inspired by everything around me so right definitely pieces of real people i know in there right (laughs) gotta change the names though at least (laughs) exactly (laughs) so do you and this might sound like a weird question because the books i understand are you know they're they're yours entirely so you have all the creative control but a book is a lot longer commitment as far as the, the time that it would take to write that, I would think, versus mm-hmm. the articles that you're writing in the freelance business. Obviously, they're not necessarily your own. You don't have the entire control over it because you're writing it you know, for someone else's benefit. Right. But I would assume it's a quicker turnaround time, so maybe there's a little more variety or diversity in the topics that you're writing about. Do you, do you find you enjoy the books or the articles more, or are they just totally different? Oh, I definitely enjoy writing books more than I do writing articles. Okay. I just recently started back up because I've been doing this for so long. I kind of got burnt out on it because it's like boring technology stuff that I don't mm. personally care about, but other people think I do it well and it pays the bills, so I have to do it. But if I could just write books all the time, all day long, that's what I would do. Unfortunately, selling books is a lot harder than writing them. Yep. So, so I can crack that code, I have to do the freelance writing stuff to supplement it. And but yeah, the stuff I write for my clients is very, very boring, man. Honestly, <laughs> but I guess I'm okay with this, so I just do it. Right. Well, I mean, if, if they're hiring you, obviously it's it's good um, yes, because they wouldn't yes. pay if it wasn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. What is the, do you, I guess I'll start here. Do you, do you work with an editor at all on the books? Uh, I have a few editors that I work with. Yes. Mostly I try to work with a proofreader because I'm very picky about how I want my book to be presented. And from mm. my experience working with editors, we always tend to clash. They think it should be written this way. I think it should be written that way. So I just try to go for a proofreader to, to clean up the mistakes that I'm sure to miss. Like mm-hmm. misspellings, miswords, something that might not make sense here or there. But if if I can avoid an editor, I will do that because we always tend to clash. Like when I'm working with my clients and I've had to work with an editor, it's not the most fun experience to me. So when I'm doing my own project, I want to have that full creative control and just need right. help with the, the mistakes is mainly what I'm looking for on that front. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because before I started interviewing authors on a regular basis, honestly, when I thought of an editor, I thought that proofreader was an editor. I thought there was just one kind of editor, and that is proofreader, right. only to find out that no, 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 <laughs> there's a the editor it does what you're talking about, where they might challenge the form of it and might challenge exactly. the content of it even and try and change quite a bit, right. um, which, yeah, seems like that would be an uncomfortable <laughs> an uncomfortable thing they especially when have it's something value, that's but... 
they definitely had their place in the business but for me personally i'm like very picky with my stuff so if i can right. have a, a proofreader that also has some editing experience that might work for me but at the end of the day i'm gonna have the final say so if they offer some suggestions i'll listen but i might not necessarily bite on what they're suggesting so talked about how you're, you're pulling things from real life and you know things are at least inspired by real life events maybe not based on real people necessarily but inspired by but mm -hmm. are you are you also do you find yourself having to do research for any of the books like are you having to go and learn about other topics or other areas that you weren't already familiar with um yes, in the fiction yes. book writing I'm doing tons of research now and, and I'm doing so much research. I don't even know how I wrote a book without the internet previously because I was just writing <laughs> stuff. And now that I go back and read it, it's so embarrassing because I, not, ne not necessarily everything was fact checked like it needed to be. So yes, I live by research now. So I don't know how I did it back then. Man. All I right. have is a thesaurus and a dictionary back when I started. So I'm always <laughs> in Google, make sure I'm fact checking everything, make sure I make sense and I come off as authentic as possible. Right, right. Even with the fantasy stuff, I've been doing a lot of research to make sure I got that as tight as possible. So, right. So, yeah. So, you, you, and you, we'd mentioned this before already, but uh, so a lot of the, the, I think the more recent books you've written are, are in the erotica genre. Yes. What what drew you to writing in that genre? Well, uh, everything I write in the like urban fiction realm always has a, a spicy sex scene or two. So I'm not always got a good response from the couple of readers that I do have. So I figured I should jump into that and expand it. And then I got a client in a freelance writing game who was like a... a a porn distributor and he had a porn site that I used to write for where I started interviewing uh porn stars and just writing all <laughs> type of crazy articles. And I discovered all these crazy fetishes. They like had everything listed from A to Z. So I'm like, wow, maybe I should write a book about fetishes from A to Z. So that's what I decided to do. And it just got really deep and crazy with that project. Yeah, and so that's that's the fetish dictionary that you're the referring fetish to. Fetish dictionary, yes, it's a two part series. That's definitely the craziest, most intense, and possibly controversial thing I've ever written. Of course, you need people to actually read it to be controversial, <laughs> which is a challenge <laughs> for me. But <laughs> yeah, man, I actually it. did. I think it would be controversial, but I think it's also well written, and there's a there's a lot of meaning behind it. It's not just meaningless sex and smut and that type of stuff. Right. It's diving right. into the psychological components behind these sexual obsessions and stuff of that nature. So I like to think it's pretty deep. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, before we'd recorded, just when we were exchanging emails, you'd mentioned um, you'd mentioned that 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 there's you know there's a difference between you know pursuing a a healthy and maybe robust sex life and sex addiction. Exactly. And in the kink space, there's a difference between domination and then just outright abuse. Exactly. I think there's a fine line between that, man. I think yeah. some people use it for the right reasons. Others might be using it as a coping mechanism. Some might use it as a tool to control other people's. I think it's pretty deep, and it's a very fine line between all of it. So I'm exploring right. some of those uh, avenues in, the, in both of those books. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely – I mean, I remember as a kid seeing um, – my dad had HBO and I remember seeing like real sex and just seeing mm-hmm. that was probably the, the earliest exposure I had to any, you know, any, any of that kind of stuff. And um, definitely a, a, a world that's not covered in the mainstream much, right? Like there's wow. not, <laughs> not, a, not a lot of conversation about it. Now, obviously there is a large community of people who are participating in that kind of stuff. So it's not that it's, it's not that it's completely, obscure or something it's just right. again i don't know mainstream maybe is the best word i don't know it's just not in the spotlight <laughs> oh, i totally understand what you mean yeah yeah so you know you said that you're writing all the time to and that's you know your writing process can vary from project to project do you make it a point to hmm. write daily or does it just kind of when it when the desire hits you it hits you and and then you go and sometimes you might have a gap like how does that look Oh, I pretty much write every day. It's rare that I don't write, actually. The only time I really might take a, uh, some downtime is like when I just finish a book, put it on Amazon or something like that. I might take that following weekend off, but if possible, I'm writing every day, even if it's just a couple paragraphs. I just, I bet I'm getting older. I'm starting to realize my mortality. <laughs> I want to do what I can and be myself be productive while I can. And so that's no longer options because it might be, it will be one day. So I want to take advantage of this talent, this opportunity while I have, while I can. So I write as much as I possibly can. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I will tell you though, I did interview a guy a few weeks ago. Who's, I don't, he's in his seventies and, mm-hmm. and he's just written three books in the last four years or something. Uh, in his seventies, and prior to oh. that was an accountant. So don't count yourself out. You might have longer than you think. <laughs> Not sure that you should continue so, being diligent, but uh... <laughs> I just feel like I wasted a lot of time in my younger years doing stupid stuff. I often feel yeah. like if I would have been on this sooner, I could have possibly been further along. But you can't have those type of regrets. So, right. But being honest, I do think about that stuff. So I try to make the most of this time I do have right now. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful message. Um, I, I think that it's easy to, I, I, and I think, I, and I like what you say about not, not focusing on, on what you can't change or what you mm-hmm. can't control. Right. And instead mm-hmm. just focusing on what can you do now? Uh, and the fact that you're writing every day is, you know, I mean, that's a testament to that. There's a lot of people who want to do something or, or claim to want to do something, but aren't, aren't really that into it. Right. And so then they don't, they don't actually put in that work and that effort. Um, and then <laughs> nothing comes out of it and they don't have 10 books. Oh, yeah. So 
it seems weird to me, but I see a lot of people in the writing community, they have a hard time getting started. Like they say, I have this book in me, but I don't know how to start it. And what am I supposed to do? To me, that's just weird because writing is the easy part in my experience, but everybody has a different road, a different struggle. So I try not to knock people who sure. may not be as far as long as I am or as ambitious as I am. So we're all different, man. Right. So, you know, you mentioned earlier that, you know, some readers got excited by some of the, the scenes in, in the urban fantasy or urban fiction books that led you to then expand into erotica. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, though, do you seek feedback from readers on a regular basis or from other authors at all? Uh, I'm always looking for feedback, man. I mean, that's kind of hard to say, man, because. I welcome feedback, even negative feedback, but lately it's just been, I don't know if the the book writing game is so competitive now, I just don't get the type of feedback that I used to get when I was out here selling books on the street. Mm -hmm. It was like, it just seemed like it was much easier back then. I don't know why, because now you can, any, you can publish anything by yourself on Amazon. Publishing is easier, but selling books seemed like it's gotten more difficult, so the feedback hasn't been coming like it used to come, but no, I don't really solicit feedback like that or work with other authors, but I always encourage readers to give me any feedback, constructive or whatever, because it all helps me, man. Even a bad review can go a long way in me tightening up my game, so... Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, I find a similar thing just with the podcast, uh, you know, asking for feedback. Most people want to be nice, right? So they'd be like, oh, it's great. Exactly. And it's like, I, I appreciate the kindness, but that doesn't help me right. <laughs> improve it at all, right? And that's like, one reason <laughs> why I don't look for feedback from people I know or even other authors because they're going to sugarcoat you, man. And I just, mm -hmm. I'm just not trying to hear that. That's the reason why I had to rewrite so many of my old books because I had so many family members telling me how great they was. Then after I started freelancing and I learned some more things about style and structure and went back and read it, I'm like, oh, man, this stuff is terrible. have to rewrite it. So not right. all good feedback is good feedback, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very yeah. true. So now – this is something I always like to ask authors as well. Do you find yourself reading often? Oh, yeah. I read all the time. Now. I'm a slow mm. reader, but I'm always reading something. Yep. Do you I have... also just started a review series on my YouTube channel where I'm reviewing all the books I read. It's coming along slowly, but I'm trying to stay on top of it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah and I, to me, it makes sense that you would, that an author would benefit from reading because it's, exposure to the craft right exactly. even though it's someone else's work definitely like i said so, i'm inspired from everything around me so i get inspired from other authors i take something from their style you know it all helps man so i'm always yeah. reading so do you have and it doesn't have to be i guess your absolute favorite because that's kind of a loaded question but is there a book that comes to mind that that you've read that inspires you or that that really resonated with you uh, my favorite book I ever read was called Death Around the Corner by uh, C. Murder from No Limit. Hmm. I don't think he wrote it entirely by himself, but the story was just, it was amazing and blew my mind, man. 
And I also read some Donald Goings. He's like uh, from way back in the day, but he's from Detroit. And he wrote the kind of stuff that I write now. And as far as uh, the erotica stuff, I would say my favorite author is an unknown author of short stories. Her name is Ano Amy. <laughs> she writes some crazy out there stuff, but she's very good. So, <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, hmm. So, you know, I, I guess, was there anything in the, in the erotica space that this is going to say, this is, a, I don't know how to ask this question. <laughs> what I wanted to ask is, is there anything that surprised you? And the answer to that is yes, I'm sure. <laughs> but really what I meant was like, was there any element of it that, um, not that surprised you as far as like, it was an extreme thing or it was like, oh, wow, I didn't know people were into that, but more like that normalized it more that was like oh that's more relatable or understandable than i thought it would have been does that make sense mm, you might have to rephrase that for me a little bit yeah uh, i i guess just like you know because you talked about the you know kind of digging into the psychological elements uh-huh. of that was there any part of it where like and you don't have to get into the details of, of what the kink might be or something but was there any fetish or kink that as you learn more about it, even though maybe it's not something you're into personally, that you were like, oh, I understand why a person is drawn to that. And it's oh, not yeah. crazy. Definitely. Definitely. Because even though I like to think I'm a sexual person, by other people's standards, I'm probably very vanilla. So a lot of this <laughs> stuff is crazy to me, honestly. But I understand why other people like it. So I find this whole world very fascinating. So even things I want to yeah. think about twice doing is very fascinating to me so that's why i thought i should write the book because even though you might not like it you might find it interesting to read so definitely right right so whenever you're writing books do you have like a length goal in mind or you just kind of go until it's done and whatever the length is is what it is oh no i just try to go until it's done and i don't focus too much on word count i got enough of that with my clients so i just (laughs) Just let it go, man. I have a general idea that this might be close to a full-length novel or this might be considered a short story, but beyond that, mm. I just let it go, man. So do you ever do you ever find yourself um, journaling or, or, or writing just your own thoughts but not in the context of a, a larger story? I do sometimes, man, yeah. I have a little uh, file I keep in my, uh, in my laptop. I try to do the you know, write down notes that I, stuff I think of when I'm in a shower or stuff like that. And then I have a little app on my phone. I might get ideas when I'm on vacation on a beach or something. I try to jot down a few ideas. So unfortunately I've lost a lot of great ideas by not having any paper around. So Mm. when I do think of something lately, I've been trying to jot it down to make sure I can refer back to it at a later time. Right, right. No, that makes sense. So is there is there a part of the writing process that appeals to you the most? Like, do you enjoy it when you first start? Do you enjoy it when you're kind of in the middle? Or is there any, any part of that that's the most energizing for you? Uh, starting out a new story is definitely exciting because you've been waiting to get started on this and you're so excited about building this world and all these characters and all that. I think... Uh, 
also exciting is when you get over that little challenge or that when you hit that wall, that creative wall where you get stuck on something and you finally figure that out and you get those juices back rolling again. So, mm. and of course, putting that final bow on it, that's the ultimate satisfaction right there. So, yeah, yes. that's cool. But for me personally, writing is honestly is the easiest part of it. So while I do get stuck on things, writing is definitely a piece of cake compared to trying to promote this stuff, man. Right. Yeah. Well, and again, I'm not obviously I'm not a writer, but I've I've heard um, I think it really it was comedians is who I was listening to talking about it. So not not novel writers, but still writing consistently. And, you know, comedians will run into writer's block, too. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was I think it's Jimmy Kimmel, the guy who hosts the late night show. And he said that he doesn't get writer's block. And someone said, why? And he said, because I write every day. And if you do it that consistently, yeah, you might have a day where you don't know the idea or maybe a week or whatever. But right. you're not going to fall into some slump where you don't know what to write for six months, because if you're doing it every day, you're going to work through it. Exactly. I will say I don't get writer's block, but I have a, a method to get around it, and that's simply by staying busy with multiple projects. So even if I do get stuck on one, I can hop on another one. So I'm always productive, even if I have trouble, like I am with this fantasy story that I haven't visited in like months. I got two others that I'm swapping back and forth between every day. So I understand a writer's block thing, but you just got to have fun. It's got to find creative ways to get around it. So, Right, right. Well, Contel, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking with you this evening. Um, your website, you've got a website, ContelBradford.com. And then also on Amazon, there's a, a link where it just shows all of your books, you know, as you with you as the author. So yes. I'll have links for both of those in the show notes so people can just click, you know, click directly on it. Okay. Do you have anywhere else that you'd like to direct listeners to, though, social media or anything like that? Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Video Orgy that uh, people can follow. I'm also on Twitter at Count Krampus. And if people are up for it, I'm always down for uh, interacting on Facebook. I know that's very intimate for some people, but I don't mind interacting with people. I'm an open book, so wherever you can find me, I'm down to interact. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll make sure and get links for those as well so people can connect with you in those places also um well again contel it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you thank you so much for coming on the show anything else you wanted to cover this evening oh that'll be i just want to say thank you for giving me the platform this is definitely my most enjoyable podcast so far so i thank you for that i really appreciate it Concrete jungles lay noise, oh 
Well, that's all for the show today. Thank you so much to Contel for stopping by and sharing his walk of life. I also want to thank Misha Zarens for the music in today's show. And last but not least, thank you, listener, for listening. I also invite you to check out my other shows, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a video game podcast where we explore the idea of why gaming matters. My other show is the Crowfall podcast, which shares stories and perspectives from the MMO Crowfall. Both of these are available on any podcast app. Thanks again for the listen. Have a great week. Stay out.